Max Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. Play action. Looking. Chased by Crosby. Trips around his own man. He was man. trying to get around Lawrence Cage. Man, man. And Crosby man, man. will get his seventh sack man, of the year. Man, man. man. All right, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to our huddle. This is The Rush with Max Crosby, the one and only DPOY. I'm your co-host, Brogan Roback, and our boys that we love with our whole hearts, DT Creel. We got slime in the background. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already, like, subscribe down below. We are creeping towards that 10,000 subscriber mark. Two jersey giveaway sign from the boy Max Crosby. Could be even be one that he wore today, and he went absolutely dummy in. So lock in. Once again, don't be late to your own race. Okay, so a hey, uh, final score, 30-6. to six. Vegas Raiders out on top. The boys were hot. They were buzzing around. We got the boy Max in here. He is uh, freshly off a of stoke. Probably still smells like one, but the celebrations were high. Max, big-ass game, bro. Eight total tackles, six solos, three sacks. Huge all across the board tonight, buzzing around. Thoughts from you from the game tonight? I mean... I'm still wearing my, you know, my pregame fit. That's kind of where my mind's at. It was absolutely legendary. Um, just the whole Raider Nation, the whole fan base. You could just feel the energy in the building from the moment we woke up. You know, the you pulled into the tailgate. It was like I got to the stadium at nine o'clock, and like the whole tailgate was lit. Uh, you see, people were out and about. Like it was just a, you know, it was it was special to see, bro. It felt like. You know, a couple of years ago when we made that playoff run, you know, just seeing everybody out and about. And that's what it's all about, bro. You want the fans to, you know, enjoy the product. And, uh, you know, I feel like everybody got to feel that today. So it was a legendary performance, you know, just as a team. You know, AP stepping in as the, you know, the new head coach. Champ Kelly as well. I can't forget him, the new GM. Um, it was just incredible, bro. Everyone's energy all week was on point. We showed up and we showed out. And it was a big win, bro. We needed it. Um, it was a must win, and uh, now we got to go take down the Jets next week. So, honestly, the vibes were immaculate. You know, I had to get the Stogies the night before just to kind of, you know, set the tone. Uh, I was walking around the locker room with big-ass boxes of cigars, handing them out to literally everybody, the equipment guys, every, literally everybody. There was 100 Stogies lit in the locker room. So, uh, you know, you know. Manifesting it. So, manifesting yeah, it. Yeah, just manifesting it, showing up. We put the work in, bro. We just went out there and did our thing. So, Big shout-out to the whole gang, bro. Everybody stepped up. Yeah, you said it. The vibes were high. You could tell throughout the week the boys were dancing. Y'all are dancing and shit, getting lit before practice. So you could tell, uh, you know, AP, former player, he knows what the players do to get hype and what gets them going. And, I mean, shit, Josh Jacobs, he was running like a fucking madman tonight. Um, but AP really quick. I'd like to – if I was in the locker room tonight, for, first off, I'd be smoking down a stogie with the boys. But I'd be giving uh, AP a game ball. I don't know if he already got one, but a game ball from the rush goes to AP. Can you just talk about him, man, in his first game stepping as a head coach? Completely different role. And how do you think he handled that situation tonight? And, uh, man, you guys were feeding off it. It was, it was dope. Yeah, definitely, bro. And uh, AP, AP was definitely one of the people that got a game ball, you know, post-game. Him, Champ Kelly, Aiden O'Connell, 
uh, you know, with his first uh, first dub as a quarterback. And, um, you know, just legendary, bro. AP was exactly himself um, the second he stepped into his, you know, the new head coaching role, and we all fed off his energy. Um, he talked about matching my energy, um, talked about this is what the Raider, you know, the Raider way is, is, is being consistent, uh, bringing that swag, letting everybody be themselves, but we put in work and then we have fun. We put in work and we have fun doing it. And that's literally, you know, our motto. So you just felt that on the field today. You could just see everybody out there like, all right, now I, I need to make a play. I need to make a play. And just everybody was feeding off each other. And uh, it was incredible to see. But yeah, AP was incredible on the sidelines. He was doing his thing. Uh, you know, I was messing with him after the game. We talked about this before we started recording, but uh, you know, I was I was kind of you know questioning. I'm like, I'm wondering if he's still gonna wear the the big diamond earrings, you know, that he's always rocking. You know, being a head coach now, but he's stuck to his roots. He rocked the big diamond earrings, shining on TV, and I was like, yeah, you're a legend for that. So yeah, big shout out to AP, man. We uh, we fed off his energy. We just got to keep it rolling. Yeah, bro, the earrings and all. I mean, he was just embodying Raiders. It felt like you guys were in Oakland. I know we're in Vegas, but it just felt like you guys were back out there in Oakland and just vibing. Straight West Coast shit. Um, Shoot, it was dope. And then you said uh, matching your energy. Do you feel like he matched your energy today? Because you were going crazy. And the way that you're playing right now, bro, you're leveling up. Like, do you truly feel like, I know when you run out in the field, you're scooping the bag up because you're about to get in your bag. Do you feel like anyone is even near you right now? Because you're leveling up every week and your play is at an all-time high. Like, I mean, defense player of the year, people are talking about it right now. What do you think of your play? What's working for you, bro? Yeah, you know, for me, um, my challenge to myself every week, and I talk to you all about it, you know, after every game, I tell you, more is required. I got to be, got to outdo myself the week before, and that's how I carry myself every day. So you already know how it is, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the next thing I'm always worried about next and how can I get better and I know tonight I didn't play my best you know regardless of what you know all the all the love and all the hype like there was plays I left out there I you know I felt like I could have definitely you know did more and uh for me that's what pushes me every single day I want to be the best in the league I talk about it all the time I've been talking about it for years now and um you know that's what motivates me I want to be the best and I want to win and that's literally all that matters to me so yeah you know all the discussion all that's incredible that's why I work the way I work but I got a lot of work to do uh, we're only halfway through the season, so, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, and my brothers, you know, I couldn't do it without them. You know, you seen we had eight sacks tonight. Adam Butler, Tyree, Spillane, Timo, freaking, who else am I missing? I don't want to miss anybody. Malcolm, everybody was getting home, bro, and everybody was hunting. So, and two picks. It's impossible without them, man. Amik Robertson had two again. Picks. Yeah, we had Amik Robertson. We had Nate with a pick, like. Nate drove with me on the in the morning on the way to the facility, and you know we're bumping G Herbo, getting getting our mind right, getting the vibe right, and uh, you know he told me he was like, "I'm getting a pick today." He's like, "I'm getting a pick today, bro." I swear to God, he was telling me that shit, and he got a pick, and I was like, "Bro, I was running with him into the end zone." I'm like, "You fucking told me that shit." So yeah, bro, it was just you know the energy was unmatched, but yeah, you know personally, um, this is why I do it, bro. I want to be the best. Um, everyone knows that, and. Um, I'm chasing greatness every day. So, yeah, bro, we're off We're off to a good start, but we got a lot of work to do. You said uh, a lot of manifestation going on. Nate already told you in the car ride in that he's going to get a pick. He gets one. You're bringing in stogies before the game, letting everybody know, like, hey, we're about to be, you know, ripping these off after the game. We're dubbing out tonight, which is exactly what you guys did. That locker room, bro, that was straight Raider, right? Like, this is no shade once again, but, like, <laughs> yeah. that – 
corporate patriot way where it felt like everyone was all tense that's gone and i feel like you guys embody it all now the raider nation the fans they can see it what was that locker room like for you guys mark davis was in there he was also in our vlog getting down dancing going wild what was the locker room like in there and uh is this the new raider way can we expect to keep seeing this shit (laughs) like will ferrell on l or whatever it is he's in there dancing Hey, hey, yeah. hey. No, for sure, bro. It was it was legendary. And like you said, bro, like the Patriot way worked. They won six Super Bowls together. So it's like everybody has their own philosophy on how things should get done. Yep. Um, but Raiders, you know, Raiders are Raiders. And uh, I feel like we're fully embodying that. And, you know, AP is just the embodiment of, of a Raider. He grew up a Raider. He's from Compton. This is what he does. And, like, he's going to be – he literally told us, he's like, I'm on a 10-week lease. I'm playing with house money. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it exactly the way, you know, I want to do it. We're going to do it like Raiders. We're going to have fun doing this shit. We're going to play with swag. And, like, I feel like everybody got to feel that shit. So, yeah, man, it's, like, it's the coolest it's the coolest shit, like, winning for the fans. You know, at the end of the day, bro, none of this happens without the fans. It literally, it's impossible. The, the fan base literally is the engine and the fucking light behind the whole thing. And we want to put a product that, that they're proud of, you know, on the field. And AP talked about that during the week. He's like, we want to make our fr- our fans proud, you know, that they're Raider fans. And, you know, I feel like today was definitely a good start. Absolutely. Was Farva in there with the mustache and all? You got the game ball, but was he ripping on a stoke? Also, how do you think he fared coming from this game, from his last performance, which he actually did play fairly well against the Chargers. A lot of learning you know, opportunities for him. But it looked, man, dude, he had a lot of good balls, pushing the ball down the field, which I think is huge for you guys, um, especially with Josh. Like he said, he was eating today. So I was just curious your thoughts on how you thought Farva played, um, Super Troopers. Just curious on your end. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he did He did really well, bro. And he trusted the game plan. You know, he's one of those guys that's like, he carries himself like a vet, and, and people feel that. Like, he doesn't show panic. Um, he went out there, he trusted the game plan, and he just, he was dealing, you know, delivering fucking passes downfield, moving the ball around a bunch of different guys, um, and the run game was cooking, obviously. So, big shout out to Bo as well, our quarterback, former quarter, quarterback coach, now offensive coordinator. Um, he, you know, I seen him after the game too, and I, I gave him a big hug. I was like, bro, you were in your fucking bag. And like, Bo has been, you know, he's been a guy that's worked with quarterbacks for a long time, and he knows offense. And you could just see, you know, he was out there confident. He had the guys playing confident, and uh, yeah, the O-line as well. Like, that can't be forgotten either. The O-line was fucking moving people off the ball. They were dealing with some real guys over there, Dexter Lawrence and, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau and Jihad Ward, all those guys. Like, they're, they're real players, and, uh, you know, I feel like they definitely definitely showed up today just as a group. The offense looked, you know, re-energized, and it was, it was special to see, bro. Yeah. Bo, you mentioned that. I feel like it's all the young, like, weird, in a nice way, weird, like, guys that are – dialed in on the offensive play calling like mcdaniels obviously the guys who come from the shanahan tree maybe bo's the next guy i I don't know but um let's jump into you daniel jones sack early unfortunately for daniel jones comes in his first game back he he hurts his knee he's i don't know what they said i think something came out on it but um acl damn okay well prayers up to daniel jones that's that sucks but um the sack the play what do you see from that uh, just curious, you know how they ha- how they fared with Daniel Jones in, and then it, did anything change as much as when Tommy DeVito came in? I know he's a rookie and all that, but you guys were pretty much causing problems at the at the front seven the entire day. 
Yeah, no doubt. You know, Daniel Jones, he he's a uh, you know, he's underrated, bro. He can throw the ball really well. He's athletic, you know, he's under people don't talk about his athleticism, but that dude can fucking run. And um, you know, he's a good player. So, you know, we we knew he was coming back from injury and you know, up front, you know, we it starts with stopping the run. You know, Saquon's one of the best best backs in the league, if not the best, and uh, you know, we had to slow him down. And I feel like we did a pretty good job. You know, it wasn't our best, but we did enough, you know, on on first downs to keep them, you know, behind the sticks and put them in positions where we could rush. And, you know, we, the, the rush came alive, you know, there's no pun intended, but the rush came alive and we were fucking hunting and guys were on point. You know, we, we had a lot of, you know, we ran a lot of good games. People were winning one-on-ones and, you know, it was just good to see, bro. Like we were, we were all dialed in and on the same page from start to finish. You know, there's definitely some things to clean up, but yeah, once a rookie comes in, you know, you kind of expect, okay, they're going to try to run the ball more, run some screens, but when you're down that much, uh, they gotta, you know, they gotta throw the ball. So we knew what it was. Uh, you know, we we keyed in on, you know, kind of the keys from run to pass. So we had a good idea, you know, for majority of the game of, you know, when it was gonna be run or pass. And you know, we just, you know, pinned our ears back like AP said, let the dogs eat, and the dogs were eating, and everybody was having fun. So it was it was good to see, bro. Yo, Max. So obviously, from a defensive standpoint, it's a huge advantage when your offense can go down and go up early, seven nothing. Um, Therefore, I guess the entirety of the you know the whole game there, you guys had the lead. So, as a defender, as a edge rusher, what's the advantage to you playing with the lead? You know, going into the first drive and then the extension of the entire game, just playing with the lead. What changes defensively for you, if anything? Um, advantages on like your side. Obviously, you're thinking they're going to be throwing the ball more. Again, that leads towards you. If you just want to go ahead and you know go ahead and run with that, go ahead. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, with uh. You know, when you have a lead, you kind of have more of a, you know, more of an idea of what they're going to try to do. You know, at the end of the day, like, you have those advantages. And as a pass rusher, as a D-line group, like we talk about all the time, we need to get a lead so we can hunt. And uh, so, yeah, you know, for us, getting out there early, offense goes down, boom, scores. We're like, okay, now we got to go get a stop and go get another, you know, score more points so they're in more predictable passing situations. And that's kind of, you know, our game plan every single week. You know, we want to start fast and finish faster. And, uh, you know, the offense, you know, we talk about complimentary football all the time. And that shit is not, you know, it's not just cliche, it's real. Um, if you're ahead, you're just going to have more ops to get to the quarterback. And for us as D linemen, you know, we have to earn the right. We got to be able to stop the run so we can fucking go earn the right to pass rush. And that's a D line's dream. So all of us are talking about all week. We got to stop two six and then we get to hunt. So that's literally what it was, bro. And, uh, you know, it was, like I said, like Daniel Jones goes down and you're like, okay, now what's going to happen? You know what I mean? But we already had a lead. So they really had to pass the ball. They couldn't just sit there and run the ball. So yeah, we just fucking teed off and, you know, it was fun, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like we had eight sacks, I think. And we still didn't play our best. Like there were some games that, you know, the games we ran were a little bit, you know, a little bit off. You know, we had some things that, you know, we need to clean up, but like just to go out there and get eight sacks, you know, on a non-perfect night, like that's, that's a good sign. So we just got to keep, you know, keep the momentum rolling and keep moving forward. By far, that was the best uh, collective game that you know, the Raiders have played. You scored 30 points, uh, ran two rushing touchdowns, had you know success in the passing game, eight sacks on defense, and then came out with a win. So, fuck. <laughs> Can't ask for much hey, more. Man. No, no, 100%, bro. That shit was, yeah. We were, we were playing, like, A1 complimentary football. Yes. And I'm curious, Max, you, you've always had an offensive – minded head coach right for every head coach you've had so far with the Raiders obviously with Passaccia coming in special teams but 
Now you got AP. He's from a defensive side of the ball. You know, similar to like a Tomlin, those guys. It's not as common in the NFL nowadays. But in your mind, does it take on a different characteristic throughout the team when you have a defensive, you know, minded head coach as opposed to an offensive? Is there any difference, if any at all? I'm just curious, you know, coming from your end because you've had both now, and I know it's early. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. You know, I think there's definitely a difference. You know, for you know, selfishly as a defensive guy, you know, I'm my favor in the defense. You know, I want as many dogs on the defensive side of the ball. I want us to, you know, be the ones dictating what happens in the game. You know, you watch Pittsburgh. And they're getting after it. You know, their defense is winning them games. You see, you know, teams like the the Niners, the Eagles, all those teams are, you know, that starts with the guys up front. And, you know, that's that's what I want. You know, I want to be the reason why we win. We talk about it as a defense. If we're getting turnovers, we're hunting the quarterback. Like, it makes the life – it makes their life so fucking hard. Um, so, yeah, you know, having a defensive-minded coach like AP, that's what he says. He's like – the way I believe, you know, it starts in the trenches, O-line and D-line. And, and I truly believe that. If you've got a dominant front, uh, you're going to have success. So it's good to see, bro. We just got to keep moving in the right direction. Absolutely. All right. I, I, I've seen a lot of uh, the matchups you guys have had or you've had in one-on-one matchups with tackles um, this season. Evan Neal today. I know he got injured. He's a fucking behemoth of a human being. Um, but he's played. he played you – um, probably one of the best that I've seen so far up to this season. Kind of talk about that matchup, what he was good at, um, and, and and what you thought about it going into this game. Yeah, you know, anytime I go on, go into a game, you know, I, I break down every single guy I'm I'm going against, and you know, for him, like I said, like like you said, he's a fucking monster. He's enormous. Uh, he's like six seven, six six, three fifty, three sixty, just a massive human being. And I knew, you know, going into every game, no matter what it is, like I know I'm going to get chips and I know I'm going to get doubles and things like that. So it's more than just the one-on-one. Um, so for me, it's about, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities. And, you know, they they kept the tight end, you know, in there a lot early. Um, and we had some rushes, you know, some things dialed up where I was just burning the edge, trying to get home and sending blitzers as well. So it was a chess match. You know, for me, it was you don't get a ton of opportunities to get those one-on-ones, but when you do, you got to get home. And so for me, there was somewhere, okay, I'm winning on the edge and the ball's getting out or I'm, I'm burning the edge, setting up the next rush. And like, I, it led into me winning on some spin moves, winning on some speed to powers, winning on some games because I felt him opening up, you know, on his third, on his third kick. So um, I knew that going into the game. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he, he battles his ass off. You know, every single guy I got massive respect for, they're all, everybody's in the NFL for a reason. And, um, you know, he was a high draft pick as well. So, yeah, you know, those guys um, up there, you know, they had a great, you know, great game plan. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, once it gets into more predictable situations, you know, they can't just, you know, dial in and be like, okay, we're going to send three at max. You know, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be some opportunities where it opens up. And that's where, you know, we, we got home. So it was, it was fun, bro. Yeah, and I think that the play, unfortunately, you got to talk about, but a perfect example to give people at home an idea of, the strength explosiveness is the play that he did get injured on. Um, he got injured when, I mean, you hit him with a speed to bowl and he gave his chest up, but he's like, we just said six, seven, three forty, Um, and he ended up on his back with one arm, right? It, I don't think people necessarily, and I hope he's good and everything like that. Cause we all know how shitty that situation is, but for people who don't really know football, um, that is an expect, I mean, that takes a lot of fucking leverage and power to, to be able to make that uh, type of momentum. Uh, occur there yeah yeah no question you know that was kind of you know my mindset you know I feel like athletically whoever I line up on you know I have that advantage 
And, um, you know, a guy like him, he's massive. So you got to get him moving in one direction. So for me, I was working a lot of edge, working a lot of edge. And they were sending chips to try to wind me out. So I was coming from far. So I was trying to burn the edge, make him commit to that. And then it opened up everything else. And eventually it, it, it opened up. And that's kind of, you know, in that situation, it was the same thing. I made, he opened up, he was expecting speed, boom, I punch him in the chest and he went down. And that's just like the game inside the game. It's a battle of opposites. Like the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like we talk about that all the time, like, but it's real. Like if you get a big guy moving fast in one direction, but you hit him with, you know, what they're not expecting, it, you know, bad things can happen. So that's kind of, you know, kind of what happened. And, uh, you know, for him, I hope he's fine, bro. I hope he's, you know, his ankle. I think it was an ankle or something like that. But, yeah, you know, that's just part of the game, bro. It's just like it's the mental battle. It's like, okay, this is a four-quarter, possibly five-quarter game. You got to set it up, you know, to get home and, and win in this league. And that's like the next level shit. The best pass rushers, you know, the best pass rushers have taught me, the Von Millers, the TJs, like, TJ will go out there in the first five reps. He'll go and just burn the corner no matter what. Burn the corner no matter. So the guy starts feeling, okay, I've, I got to deal with the speed. And then all of a sudden, TJ hits him with the up and under or he hits him with the power. It's like that's the little shit that people don't understand, but that's what opens up. You know, That's how you consistently win in this league is you know set up your moves and just continue to get to that X. I literally I write it in my journal, X, and put a big-ass square over it. That's where the quarterback's going to be, seven, eight yards. And I got to find a way to get to that motherfucker. No matter what, if I got three people in front of me, like there was one, I did a outside spin. I thought, I, bro, I beat him clean. I felt so good that Saquon fucking hits me in the jaw. And then he runs out the sidelines. So like, that's a little shit. It's just like, it's it's setting up the moves because it's it's going to be a battle and it's not always going to be one-on-one. So it's just the game inside the game and trusting your work that is eventually going to pay off. And, and it definitely did. I'm curious, what is, um, just because for all of us that sit at home, what's it like playing against Saquon? Like, what makes him so What makes him so tough as a running back, you as a defender? Like, what makes him so tough when you're on that field with him? Obviously, we can see it from the TV, but just curious on your, your insight on that. Yeah, you know, Saquon is, he's got it all. He's a total package. He has power, he has speed, he's fucking twitchy as shit, um, and he's a competitor, so... Yeah, we we had some back and forth today that were funny as shit. But every time they would line up, like just watching the film, like he would be wide. If he was super wide, I'd be like, all right, it's a pass or a screen or he's getting out. I kept telling everybody, I'm like, it's a pass, it's a pass. Saquon's wide, Saquon's wide. And he kept looking at me like this. He's like, what the fuck? This motherfucker. And he came up to me. Yeah, he's like, why the? He came up to me after one of the plays, and he's like. He said, why are you calling out all our shit? And I'm like, I said, you're telling me. I said, you're telling me the whole time. So, like, those are the funny-ass dialogues we have during the games. But, like, I respect the shit out of him. Like, he's a great player. And, you know, there's some times, like, I had to run backside and fucking hit him. But he's not, like, hitting a normal running back. That motherfucker is, you know, made of fucking steel. So, you really have to go and tackle his ass. So, yeah, I got <clears throat> I got ultimate respect for Saquon, bro. He's a he's a dog. And, like I said, we, we've been in the Pro Bowl together. Um, he was out here in Vegas last year, so got the ultimate respect for him. He's one of the best, you know, best in the league. Yeah, no, uh, I know that feeling. D, you do too. Krill, you do too. When the other team is shouting out every one of your routes or whatever. Remember rookie or rookie or freshman year in college, BG, dude, we were coming off and they're they're calling every play. I looked at the offense corner. I'm like, dude, they're calling the tight end delay, bro. Like they're calling yeah, a tight end even- delay. It wasn't even like they were calling run or pass. They were literally <laughs> yelling, yo, 88's running wide delay. Literally. Yeah. 
Sure. And I'm sitting there like, hell yeah, let's just let it run. You know, like, no kill, kill. We're just fucking letting it go. Fuck but, it, let it run. Fuck it. It's too wide so, to lay in. They just, they just, say, just sit on it. I'm like, what the fuck yes. are you supposed to do? <laughs> so definitely a game inside a game. Max is reading his scouting report, so it sucks. I guess they should change something up. But nonetheless, you talked about having an X on your back. On X Today, formerly known as Twitter, um, they were having a field day. Mark Davis, fresh cut. Did you notice? I'm sure you noticed. They say, yeah. put that shit. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. So, and also, they said that he walked around with a lot more swagger, his mannerisms. They said hey. he's he's turning into the son of Al Davis. Are you seeing a little bit more uh, Raider way or more swagger with Mark Davis now? You know, just within this last week and him dancing almost at the Las Vegas Aces. Is he going to start dancing in the locker room? We're all curious because he's swagging out right now. Yeah, no question. You know, Mark is. Uh, me and Mark, you know, we have a great relationship. In the off season, we smoked stogies frequently. Yeah, eight lounge. Big shout out to Giuseppe, the owner, fucking legend. Uh, but yeah, you know, Mark is just—he loves football, bro, and he loves being a Raider, and he's embodies it to the fullest. So all he wants to do is win. It's simple as that. I know it's cliche, but just win, baby, is how he lives. Like that's all he cares about, and you could just tell. Like, like you said, in the locker room, he had the biggest smile on his face. I'm, I'm on IG live. Getting everyone hype and shit, and he's just standing over there smiling. I'm like, get the fuck over here, Mark. And I gave him a big hug. Um, yeah, man, I got so much respect for Mark. I fucking love that guy. Um, you know, it goes it goes way back. So, yeah, he's a legend, bro. He, we just got to keep winning, bro. That's what it's all about. That's the Raider way is, is winning and winning our way. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's fired up for sure. He got the fresh cut and all, fresh fit, you know, all white. He's out there swagging, so I, I got to show, you know, massive respect to the guy. I fuck with it. I think we, I'm speaking for everybody, we, we need more dubs, and then after the dubs, we need more uh, Instagram lives. All right, y'all. Arguably our favorite segment. I mean, it's fucking, it's inevitable. I'm a big dog person. We talk about dogs all the time. There's fucking guys all over the fucking world that are just fucking different. They're dogs. They go out there and fucking perform at a high level. So I just had a Tony Soprano accent, but I just yeah, that's how I got to talk to you to talk about dogs. He's hold up. He's looking at me over here taking a shot. Fucking shout out to Tony. Uh, but anyway, dog of the day this week, without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could get it, but I'm gonna have to go with Aiden O'Connell, AOC, AOC four, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Farva, mustache. Uh, the dude came out, got his first win as a starter in the NFL. He was just dialed in all week. He carries himself with that swag. He carries himself like a dog. He doesn't let shit phase him, and he put that on display. So big shout-out to Farva. Um, what, are, what, are his, <laughs> what are his stats on the game? You all got that? Yeah, nine, he was 16 to 25 for 209 yards. So yep, 16 to 25. Field manager tonight. He, yeah, he managed the game. Yards. Yeah, exactly. The bomb to Trey Tucker, which big shout out to Trey Tucker as well. That was a fucking ridiculous catch, but the ball that he delivered was ridiculous as well. But yeah, he just he managed the game really well. Um, he took shots when he needed. He got everybody involved, and you could just see it out there, bro. He was confident. He was calm, and I feel like everybody at home felt that as well. So, dog of the day, easy. AOC four, the big dog. Big shout out to the boy, Purdue Boilermaker, rookie. We're going to bring this brother. back. We're proud of you too, AOC. Huge fans of, of you in uh, Super Troopers and also on the field. But, Max, we have to bring this back. The mustache, the team might be getting mustaches put on. 
And if you they can't grow it, they'll figure it out. Yeah, you know? I mean, we did talk about this. It's crazy. You know, it's a little foreshadowing. But we talked about it, I think, after the Chargers game on the first episode. A lot of know, manifestation in here. Rallying behind the stashes. You know, manifestation is real. You know, it's a real thing. So, yeah, that might be a thing. I said, if he goes out there we get a few more wins, I might just shave the beard and just get dirty stash. Why not? I love that. I love that. We can do that. Hey, uh, Darian, before we get on to the uh, rush mail, which is, is your favorite segment, we know that. Um, next week, Max, we, you guys got the New York Jets taking them on at home again, which is nice. You guys back-to-back at home games, stay in your own territory. Um, what are you expecting to see in that? It, obviously, another great defense. That's going to be fun to see you guys out there. Um, I'm sure you're going to be taking, uh, not note necessarily, but you'll be watching and tuning into their defense when you're on the sidelines. Um, what do you expect from them? Their backs are also against the wall, been playing decent ball lately. Um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on them. Yeah, you know, this is a, this is a good-ass football team. You know, their roster from top to bottom is one of the best in the league. They have talent all over the place. Um, Zach Wilson's playing better. Um, and you, you can just see, like, they're a team of confidence. You know, they got, you know, Robert Sala, obviously got a ton of respect for him. Um, he, he's a defensive guy. So, you know, they got a bunch of dogs. They're ready to fucking go. Um, they got Quentin Williams, Sauce, Sauce Garner. They got C.J. Mosley. They got dudes all over the field. My boy, Quentin Jefferson. I'm going to be jersey swapping. Big shout out to Q. I talk to him all the time. It's fucking, that's my day one. Um, shit, Solomon Thomas. They got guys all over the yeah. roster that, you know, I got a ton of respect for. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight. There's no question about it. Like I said, one of the most talented rosters, but arguably the best defense in football right now. So um, I think they're – what's the record right now? They're 5-4, and four, I want to say, or 4-4? Four and four? There's – yeah. I Can we pull that up? I want to yeah. see what I'm curious the too. record is. I think I they're, they might be 5-4. and four. I, think I think they, they low-key have a winning record. Um, the four, Jets. Yeah, look three. at the record. Oh, they're four and three. That was like too many games. Yeah, too many games. But yeah, whatever. Four and three. They still got a winning record. Um, they got great coaches, uh, great coaching staff, and uh, it's going to be a challenge. You know, they got a great running game as well. They got freaking Brees Hall. They got Delvin yes. Cook. They got guys all over the field. So um, it's going to be a dogfight, bro. We got to be ready. We got to be at our best. So I know our guys are going to be ready. It's going to be a, it's going to be a dogfight for sure. I'm just curious because everyone, you know, in the media, as we all know, shits on Zach Wilson. What do you see from Zach Wilson? What does he bring to the table? He's obviously mobile. His play has been getting better and better week on to week, you know, week to week. Um, what do you see from Zach Wilson? Because you know everyone else can kind of brainwash you that he's not this 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 player, but he is an NFL quarterback starter at that most. So curious yeah. your thoughts on Zach. Yeah, you know Zach, like you said, like he's been getting better and better every single week. Um, he's finding ways to win games, and that's all ultimately all that matters in this league. You know, no matter what it looks like. Uh, they're finding ways, and he's a talented-ass dude. Like, he can make all the throws. He's athletic, um, and they got a lot of great players around him. You know, Garrett Wilson. They got uh, fellow Mac fellow Mac boy uh, uh, Tyler Conklin at tight end, yep. who's, who's been yep. balling for him. Uh, they got, like I said, the running back group. They got a lot of good guys, and their O-line is, is good as well. So, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, uh, he's been getting better and better. So I got ultimate respect for him. No matter who we're playing, bro, I respect every opponent. No matter what it is and what people say, you know, film is one thing and media is one thing. So, um, you know, we got we got our work cut out for us, and we're definitely going to be, you know, ready for it. 
Yeah, I'm sure Aaron being in there is probably helping him out the last few weeks, you know, delivering him certain messages. But people also delivering us messages are you guys in the comments and on social media. We appreciate you guys. We're going to send it all over to our favorite mailman, DT, and number one in our hearts. Rush mail. Give us your rush mail. Rush mail. Oh, shit. We didn't even do the... We didn't. We're jumping all oh over my the God. place. What oh, the? my God. How Let's we... just put it in. Big sack! Show me your big sack! Three of them! Three of them today! Who wants to Show us your big sack, Daddy! Show it! Oh, check. We'll just take that slime, and I'm going to get right into it. I mean, Wop gave us the luxury of giving us three... Big sacks to talk about. Not one, not two, but three big Crooked sacks. Crooked ass pinky, yeah. Ooh. But uh, out of those three, we, we won't go into a, a big analysis of them all, okay? But this puts you at nine and a half sacks for the season, which is an, an awesome accolade. And I think that that speaks volumes to uh, where we're at right now in the season, the type of player and season that you're having right now. Talk to us about what a three-sack game is and means to you, and then also in return means for your team. Um, and then yeah. if you want to take it one step forward – Break down your favorite big sack moment for us as well. Ooh. I bet. Yeah, that's easy to do. You know, obviously, anytime you get to the quarterback, you get a big sack, big sack, big sack, big sack. Big sack. Um, it's great. You know, that's the ultimate. It's the ultimate fucking play for a D lineman. You know, getting home one time in a game is a big deal in the NFL. Getting home three times is fucking incredible. You know, today, um, I had to earn them. Uh, they were definitely, you know, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Um, but, yeah, you know, the first one, hear me. Um, the first one, uh, I got a chip. I told my, my three-tech, I believe it was Bilal in there. Uh, Bilal or Adam, and I told him, boom, hit that motherfucker. And I knew the chip was coming. He was staying in, too. So I think it was, I believe it was max protection. So I gave the fucking tight end a little fucking headbutt. <laughs> He's stupid. Y'all got to stop. Y'all are fucking me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I knew the fucking chip was coming, so I was like, all right, hit that bitch. I'm going to go underneath and, and make it right. So I came tight underneath, and I found a crease in the in the O-line, and uh, I seen Daniel Jones running. And I believe, honestly, this is a play that he got hurt, and yeah. then he ended up finding out the shit was hurt after. Um, but I was running him down, and he kind of stuck his foot in the ground and fell down, and I was right there. So, yeah, that was the first one. Um Obviously, first quarter sack, you know, it's always big. You want to get one early in the game. You're like, okay, this is going to be a great day. And then the next two, uh, I believe, was... Did you get a half sack next, I believe? And then you got another yeah. boy at the end. No, no, no. no. I, I think, it, no, it was a full. They gave yeah, me the full on this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. The full was when me and Adam, uh, I looped around. I got, I think, chipped again on this one. I found a way. I'm fighting through the whole line. And Adam was close. And he, the quarterback stepped right into me, and I got a second one. So I'm like, let's fucking go. So he got a two-piece. <laughs> and then the third one, honestly, was probably my best rush of the game, besides the speed to power. But I hit Neil with the outside spin, and I haven't brought that out in a, in a minute. And I hit him with the outside spin. It was clean. Saquon fucking hits me. There's three, literally three people on me. And I see the quarterback. I knew the edge was going to be short because I got chopped in there. And I saw him take off. So I fucking took off 100 miles an hour. 
and he didn't get rid of the ball, and I stopped him a yard behind the line, and I got a sack. So I was like, I've been talking about it to the guys. I'm like, I need one of those. Like, give me one. I need one. Like, it's hard. you got to fucking earn them. And I feel like I haven't had one this year where I really just like, all right, I earned that shit. Today, I low-key, two of them were like, okay, I think that was football gods right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I ran his ass down, and I was like, all the guys on the side, like, that's a sack. That's a sack. So I give a big shout out to Cleveland, big shout out to J.R. Smith. I have a J.R. Smith jersey up upstairs, and I knew it was a sack. And I hit him with the three. And yeah, it hit yeah, that shit on the sideline. I was hype as fuck. I was just you know looking at God. I was I was fired up. They, they three piece soda on that uh, on that the videoing of it. I saw it on like a replay. You see a little bit of the piece, but if you're from the land, you know what that was. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what's even sadder before you say this, Darren? Yeah. I really should have had four, bro, because I missed I one. Do, I do. I know. And he, he, he so ducked close. under my shit, bro. I almost puked. He, he fucking was... seen me. He ducked and just threw a little fucking floater, and then we end up stopping him on fourth down. But I was like, fuck. I literally tell <laughs> the guys, I'm like, after the first one, I was like, I'm leaving this motherfucker with double digit sacks. I yeah, literally yes. told him, like, I'm getting to ten today, Man. and I fucking had it. And he low-key ducked me, that little fuck. But I respect him because he made me miss. And big shout-out to him for that. But it is what it is. Man, I, dude, on that one where you ran him out of bounds, I was hoping. I was hoping he wanted to sit. Like, it told me, is he a real tough guy or is he not? Because, you know, you're on top of the pile. He wants to fucking throw a little forearm in the throat and then yeah. run and hide. I was praying he stayed in bounds so you could get blessed one time. Oh, yeah, did the... Oh, that's all we needed. Did the forearm shiver from Tommy DeVito get you going today? We're yeah, curious. Yeah, he turned me up. He, he turned me up, no doubt. I was running 100 miles an hour. It was a boot backside, and I fucking ran 100 miles an hour. And he slid right before I hit him, and I fucking dove and crushed my skull into the ground. And <laughs> I kind of rolled over, and he tried to, like, get up off me. I'm like, oh, fuck no. I hit, hit the old lineman when I got up with a fucking double swipe. And I got right in this shit. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right. I respect it, though. Honestly, like, yeah, don't play. But, like, don't play with me. But at the same time, like, he's I respect it because he's competing out there. I'm like, okay, I respect that. You know, usually rookies are kind of quiet. And he was, like, fucking getting amped. So I was like, okay, I respect it a little bit. If he would have stayed in bounds, then we could have respected it. Before. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Perfect. All right. Hey, let's set it over, DT. Let's do a little rush mail from all you fans that have been sending things in and getting the questions answered from the one and only Max Crosby. We appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> from Jimmy Clements, 19. Max, Jimmy. do you have a favorite uh, sack moment? I'm a big fan. Do you have a favorite big sack moment? From sack. just today in general? No, I think I think he's talking your whole career. Like an all-time uh, big sacker? Yeah. yeah. All-time big sacker. Um, oh, yes. my God. That's hard. Um, fuck. Honestly, I would say I got it right here. It's fucking, it's my first career sack, and it's on my wall. I got a picture of it. It was week five, rookie year. Chase Daniel, Chicago Bears. Um, I hit Charles Leno with a little uh, up and under and got my first sack, and it was I fucking had an outer body experience. I pulled the arrow out. I shoved my teammate. And I was like, no, this is my moment. I need to celebrate this fucking. It was Arden. I was like, get off me. You got to show the fucking highlight. But I shoved him, pulled it out, shot the arrow. That was my first career sack. So, honestly, that's like the one I, I'll always remember because um, that's really what started everything, you know, for me. Getting the first NFL career sack is like the fucking dopest moment. And uh, 
yeah, it was like the final, like that confidence I need. I was like, okay, I can fucking play in this, play in this league. So, yeah, big shout out to, uh, you know, shout out to London. We were in London, Chase Daniel, um, South Lake Carroll. We, we were in the same district in high school. He's a little older, but yeah, you know, that ended up being my first sack. So I'll have to go with that. Dude, that guy had the best career ever. He was insane in Missouri. Dude, what? Insane, bro. And just backing up like crazy good quarterbacks with huge contracts. Chase Daniels, yeah. He, yeah, he, he he got a big, definitely made a lot of money oh, in his career. Just fucking holding it down as a backup. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, Darian. <laughs> All right. Hunter Bailey, 777s. Hunter Bailey. <laughs> Hey, that, that's my boy. That's Let's my go, boy. Hunter. He was at the in Michigan with the '98 jersey with his mom. And yes, all, he was, all, on, was he on Facetime? Oh, no. I was gonna say. No, no, no. He was the oh. one holding the phone on Facetime. But that's Hunter. That's my fucking day one, bro. We grew up right fucking down the road from each other. All right, that's Hunter. Appreciate you, Michigan. I like Hunter's profile picture. Yeah, great um, mustache. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody throw your phone up. All right, uh, this is for all the guys. All-time favorite player growing up. Hashtag three piece. Hashtag Raiders. I love that. Ooh. This great enthusiasm. He's a fucking great guy. Yeah. Um, honestly, I can sorry, hear yelling through the phone. My all time favorite. I have to go. I mean, there's so many guys that I fucking look up to. But as a kid, my favorite player was Calvin Johnson. Megatron. Yes. I had the t shirt. I had the fucking. Is I'd he the best? It. Is he arguably the best receiver of all time? I think he was the greatest for that span for like a ten. If you just look at ten years, I mean, he was fucking unstoppable. He played the Cowboys and had three hundred twenty nine yards in one game. It was literally just Dude. mauling. And people, people don't do that anymore, bro. No, like no. nobody. Do, I've never seen anybody do it since. He's and, fucking. And ridiculous. they lined the corners. Yes. No, he was a fucking different animal. He, he, bro, literally, no, honestly, bro, like, he was, you talk about dominant players, like, there was nobody fucking with Megatron, bro. He was, he was triple covered. They would, yeah. Stafford would just fucking launch it, and he would go up and get that thing. Like, he was, he was my favorite player as a kid. I, you know, it's not like I was like, yeah, I want to be like Megatron, because he's Megatron. There's, <laughs> he's a fucking different animal, but... Um, yeah, I have so much respect for him. That dude is a fucking goat, arguably the goat, you know, in my opinion. But I would have to say Megatron, bro, easily. Yeah, that's dope. Twelve. DT, what's up? Who you got? What my favorite? Oh, he, he, asked all, he asked the whole crew. Oh shit! My favorite player of all time. Yeah. Oh, that's easy money. That's the go. A Rod. A Rod. What the fuck you talking it. about? I knew hey. it. Mm-mm. That's why A-Rod. I thought Loki, you were gonna say your favorite sack of all well, time was rookie year, right after when you got a Rod, and I think you might have flashed the bell. Oh, I didn't flash it. I put that motherfucker on, and then he ended up fucking throwing four touchdowns after. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we forget about. But the that's why he's the that. goat right there, yeah, bro. Facts. Well, facts. Yeah, that's definitely one of them too, for sure. He said, "Growing up, growing was, up, was he always the one you rocked with, or was this just you know Green Bay Packers last six years?" I thought yeah. you said Joey Harrington was your favorite player going Yeah, slow down. Yeah, him and Dan Olowski. And, and John uh, Kitna. And John Kitna, yeah. <laughs> Carson Palmer. No, Palmer. Um, 
Honestly, him, I, I like Brett Favre. I actually fucked with Brett Favre before that, too. Just gunslinger mentality for me. That's the way I like to play the game. Just dropping your arm slot, getting weird as fuck. I actually used to like watching Stafford. Stafford yeah. is a beast. I think he, they're all cut from the same tree. Like, Stafford is a lot closer to Aaron Rodgers than I think people give him credit for. Um, I agree. He can I do agree. a lot of the same skill sets. Aaron's different. Like, his mentality is just different. He's the most gifted passer I think anyone's ever seen. Mahomes is creeping into that world now a little bit. But Aaron's the first person in my eyes that we truly, you know, could do all the shit that nobody else could do. Uh, Mike Vick, nice. too. That's another guy I have to just throw in there. Mike Vick. Damn. When he used to have that uh, the Damn. that commercial where he was strapping, you're getting, like, Mike Vick land and shit. That stuff was so tough. Yeah. Those are my guys, at least growing up. You can't miss on Mike Vick. I mean, how many times did anybody play the Eagles versus the the, the Falcons in that in that Madden uh, when he was on the front? <laughs> yeah, the facts. facts. Um, Street code. Exactly. <laughs> so I was gonna say a Mike Vick. So I, I would have two Mike Vick, but my second one, I'll just make that my my first one. Mike Vick would be two. Um, Brian Dawkins. Yeah, yes. bro. Okay. I mean, I became Savage. a legitimate just so my dad is a diehard Raider fan, and I watched like Brian Dawkins, and I started getting into football, watching the Eagles. That's when you had McNabb, you had the, the whole crew, but yep. Brian Dawkins stuck out, and I was like an avid fucking Eagles fan for my my young career. But that <laughs> interesting, that motherfucker would go that explains to a, a lot. different world and fucking just start booming people. So yeah, he was gonna be, mine's gonna be Brian Dawkins. Yeah, when he crawled out like a dog, bro. He was a fucking animal. The highlight of him jumping and fucking taking the dude down on the sideline. He said, the he, said he said, I'm gonna take his soul. No, literally, bro. I got that shit in my notes, bro. I literally this offseason I was fucking watching a Brian Dawkins like documentary. This dude, he said some shit. What what was the actual quote, bro? Again, because it's it something along that lines, right? He said, he said, I'm gonna go or whatever there and take his soul. And he said, he I'm gonna take fucking his looking through somebody's fucking skull. And he threw that fade no, on the yeah. sidelines and he crushed him. No, Kill literally, him. bro. I got this shit in my notes, bro. I wrote this down. It's one of my favorite. It's the hardest quote, damn near ever. He said, I'm gonna take his soul. I want to see how bad he wants to play. Yes, he was bro. As serious, bro. Like that motherfucker and, was a demon. And slime, throw that fucking that clip up where he booms yeah. that motherfucker. He's a, He's yeah. a fucking problem. Shout out to Doc. Big shout yeah. out to Doc. Creel, Hall of Creel. Fuck, you're up. This is this is big. Let's, let's Heinz Ward. The Yenzer. No. Yeah, he's going to say <laughs> Mike Wallace. No, hell no. Mike Wallace. <laughs> he's going to say Big Betty. True Offense and defensive. Paul Amalu is like my all-time I knew it. guy. Yeah. But this will throw a, a wrench in a lot of people's shit. My first, I was running back growing up. <laughs> Damn, let me see. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Priest Holmes. Priest, Priest Holmes. Holmes. Yo, when you used to throw oh, the X up, bro. What? bro. What? Kansas City. What? I'm already knowing. Yeah. I used like to fuck that. with them too. I used to love watching him growing up. He just hit that shit to the crib. He's like the first guy who was like, in my, like, growing up, like, just explosive as all hell. Different. Yeah. Coming. Getting yeah. ignorant. Straight ignorant. Demon. Yeah. No, he was demon, bro. And that's the thing, too, like, about the Chiefs. Like, now, obviously, they're known for the Mahomes, the air raid, yeah. pass the ball. 
Like, bro, they had the coldest running backs. They went from Priest Holmes to Larry Johnson, who threw up the rock. And yes. then they had Jamal Charles, bro. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Bro, they had oh. the best backs for, like, fucking 20 years straight. That shit's crazy. Jamal Charles was dope. Yep. And before Pacheco's him, next. Dante Hall. Dante Hall was legend. Dante Hall was different. Dante Hall. Maybe Dante Hall's the one who was showing the X up, actually. Was it? Yeah, it was a Priest Holmes. And oh, Priest Holmes. I think I just prematurely got excited. Yeah, I don't know, but... Priest Holmes, that's a fucking, that's a good one, bro. I was not expecting that. He's a legend. Cool. Love well, it. we're gonna go. We're gonna go say uh, Hunter Bailey seven seven seven. Thank you for a good question. I think he was engaged. Yeah. Everybody Incredible. else that asks questions. Let's Engaging. do something like that. Questions, not yeah. comments. Questions, <laughs> not comments. Questions, right. not comments. Last, uh, last question for the night. Um, all right, Eric. Dot G underscore. We're going to talk to you. Wop, he wants to know, what's the experience Eric. playing at home field? Never been to a game, but I got my jersey ready. I mean, there's there's only one way to describe it, and it's fucking pure chaos. Yeah. Raider fans do not play. You know, my rookie year, I was blessed enough to go into the Coliseum every single Sunday and witness the black hole and what that was like. It was a fucking absolute riot. You would leave after the game and drive through the like literally the whole tailgate section. You would pull out and it was like banging on your windows, like it was insane. And now, like being in Vegas, it's a little bit different. You know, you got a lot of you know a lot more fans that want to come to Vegas, and obviously everyone wants an excuse to come to Vegas. But when the Raiders are winning, you feel that fucking Raider energy in the building, and that shit was real. AP talked about it during the week. He's like, find the black hole, like find the black hole out there on Sunday. Go show the show love to the fans. Show them how how it is to be a Raider, and like you felt that you know you felt that in the building. It's been the best. Like today was the best environment since Week 18 two years ago when we played the Chargers to play and, and make the playoffs. And y'all were the fuck shit, Brogan. You were there, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I remember I, you looked right up in the stands, bro. Yes, you were you were going a losing your mind. Yes, yeah. bro. But like <laughs> that, was- that environment, that's what it felt like today in that building. So like. It's pure chaos, bro. It's everything you would imagine and some. You know, the Raider fans are the best in the world. They travel the best. And it's just, it's like a big-ass party. We have fucking Rick Ross at halftime today. I mean, he's a fucking legend, bro. I love he, I love Rick Ross. Like, that shit was crazy, bro. We just been, he's just talking. He's going to be bitter chattering. He's talking. Come on. Him and Meek, yeah. Come on. Honestly, Come that on. album, I need it. I'm ready for it. So, yeah. Big shout-out to, what was the fan name? What was it? What was it? Eric? Uh, that was Eric.G underscore. Eric.G underscore, yes. You need to come to a Raider game. It's a fucking movie. That's that's all we can be said. <laughs> all right, that is, uh, that's all we got for the uh, the rush mail for this week. I love Boom. that. Our boy Blaze Fatties came in again, and he said, Gotta love fatties. Max getting the whole squad blazing fatties. <laughs> Yeah. That's classic though. That's, yeah, keep that in. What a I'm, legend. I'ma put him in there. That, that dude, dude's wow. hilarious. Every He's time I man. see his name, it's it's a genuine. So Blaze Patties. <laughs> it's a genuine respect to you. I mean that guy is a I was gonna I was gonna say he's a fucking real rush fan. He's here every yeah. single week just fucking sharing his input, bringing energy. All caps too. So Jimmy, that it. Jimmy Clements dude might tag myself and Max in forty stories a day. I love that guy. Yeah. He's dedicated. I love He's it. He's dedicated. Cool. You can't well, fault uh, him.
All right, y'all. Now it's time for the Rushman of the Week. We got three dogs. Absolute beasts getting after it. You know, we love to show our love. We get our two DNs, our D-tackle love. Obviously, without them, none of this could happen. But we're going to start with number three, my boy. My, he's like a little brother to me. I don't want to call him a little bro because he's a lion. He's an absolute dog. But my guy, Micah Parsons. Nine tackles, sack and a half. He absolutely went crazy. Micah's one of those guys. You can literally put him at any position. He runs a 4-3. He's literally... The fact that he plays the end is it's ridiculous. But yeah. he had nine tackles a sack and a half. Um, unfortunately, they fell a little bit short. I didn't even get to watch the game, but I got to check it out. Uh, but Micah Parsons, you know, he's one of the best in the league. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, competitively, me and him are always talking, chopping it up. You know, it's, it's competitive, but it's love at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, what we're chasing. We're both on the same path to, you know, what we want. So I got a ton of respect for him. Micah, keep killing it. He's always getting after it. He can line up over the center, the guard. He can play off-ball linebacker, and he just fills up the stat sheet on a weekly basis. And you gotta, you know, you gotta have somebody. You gotta have eyes on him, not just one guy. You gotta have multiple eyes on him at all times. So number three, Rushman of the week, Micah Parsons. Shout Dog. out to my boy. Mm -hmm. Number two, Dog. I mean this guy right here. He's slept on. He's played in the league for a long time. One of the most slept on interior rushers, D lineman. I just burped. One of the best interior D linemen in the league. He's slept on, doesn't get talked about enough. David Anyamata. He's playing on the Falcons now. He was in New Orleans for a long time. This dude had 10 tackles, a strip sack today. He's all over the place. Coach Robbie Leonard, big shout out to Robbie Leonard. I know, you know, my D line coach, he watches the show as well. So Let's I know go. he's going to be tuned in. Big shout, shout out to Robbie. Coach Robbie, come on. Coach Robbie, big shout you out to You make this possible, guys. Robbie. You make this possible. And honestly, David Animata, he shows his film often to our interior guys. The dude is a monster. He can fucking take on double teams. He can pass rush. And he's just active all over the field. He's got one of the best motors, you know, the interior guys in the league. So him getting 10 tackles, a D-tackle is actually ridiculous. And then him getting a strip sack on top of it, um, it doesn't surprise me. Most people, you know, they don't put him in that conversation, you know, as one of the top guys, but he needs to get his love because he's one of the one of the better guys in this league and he slept on. So, number two, Dave Donimata, big shout out to you, brother. And then number one, we got to go with Team Wass. Big shout out to CJ. Big shout out to Doug Hendrickson, Mike Swanson, shout the whole gang, CJ. Alexis, the whole crew. I mean, Alex Highsmith, this dude's coming from Charlotte. He was telling me about him when he, when, when, he, when he signed him. He's like, listen, this dude could fucking get after it. I watched his film. Dude is a beast. He's got the cross chop. He's got spin move. He's got literally every move you can imagine. And TJ obviously deserves every bit of respect and, you know, pub that you could possibly get. He's arguably the best in the league. But this dude, Alex Highsmith, is getting better and better every single year. And you see what he's doing. Um, he's one of the, you know, every, I think last year he had 13 and a half. This year he's on his way to double digits again. Um, he had four tackles, two sacks, and 11 pressures on a Thursday night game versus the Titans. I was watching. We had our D-line dinner at 138. Big shout-out to the, you know our guys at 138, um, you know, whipping up you know premium stakes. But we were watching as a D-line, and this dude, Alex Highsmith, was getting active. Um, you know, 11 pressures is ridiculous. Um, he's getting after it. Um, he's having big game after big game. So he's going to be one of those guys. I, I definitely see him being in Pro Bowls if not this year, for many years to come. Um, he's only getting better. And you just see, you you know, I'm a football fan in general. I love the game. I love pass rush. You watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got T.J. Watt. They got Alex Highsmith. They got two double, literally two double-digit. Cam Hayward. 
And you got Cam Hayward in there. You got fucking uh, Larry Ogan Joby. Even the backup, uh, the rookie, uh, Nick Herbig, dude from Wisconsin, could rush. They got dudes, Marcus Golden, another one, OG. Big shout out to uh, Marcus Golden, good good friend of mine. Um, they just got dudes everywhere. And Highsmith, the fact that he's standing out in a, in, in a group like that um, is just a big credit to him, bro. He's getting better and better. I've been watching him, uh, you know, over these past couple of years, and he's just continuing to get better. And big shout out to him as well, and shout out to CJ and the whole Wasserman crew. He just got another big deal, or he got a big deal, four-year extension. Um, so he's locked into Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, got to give my respect. The number one Rushman of the week, Alex Highsmith. Big shout out to you, go, brother. Baby. You deserve every single penny coming your way and every bit of respect. So Let's go, big shout out to you, bro. Congratulations. Good. It's a big yes, honor sir. being number Brown, one on the rush. That's a big honor. Go Browns. That's no joke. But, you know, congratulations. That's fair. Yeah. I, hey, I know Creel's over there just Oh, he's different than a board desk. desk. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally punching the bottom of the desk. Rocked. Yeah, exactly. Darian, but I yeah. appreciate the banter, though. That's what we got. All right, y'all. That's all we got this week on The Rush with myself, Max Crosby, my co-host, Brogan Roback, the boys, Darian Terrell, Dustin Krill, always holding it down, slime behind the camera. Big shout-out to Nick and his crew coming in. We got a whole fucking squad. And honestly... It gets better and better every week. You know, we're becoming, you know, a family. We already are a family, but, you know, on this podcast shit, we're new to it, and we're enjoying every single minute of it, and it's impossible without you fans. We are almost to 10,000 subscribers, so go down below, subscribe, comment, like. Come on. We're on everything, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. We're all over the place now, so everyone keep tuning in, bro. It's impossible without the fans. We appreciate you guys. This is episode six of The Rush. Stop playing with us. We got a big week coming up. New York Jets coming to Vegas. It's about to be a movie again. The so boys will be wait. in town. Let's the go. The boys will be in town. They're going to be in the suite with the whole fam. It's going to be legendary. And we're going to be smoking stogies after that bitch. So 100%. it's going to be legendary. We appreciate you guys. Raiders. Raiders. Raiders.